0: Welcome back to Martha Norwalk's Animal World. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. This is Positive Talk with Kevin, and we have with us Eric Hall. Mr. Hall, how are you?
1: I'm well, Mr. McDonald. Pleasure to be here.
0: Have you spent some time uh, um, looking to see if anybody has given you any reviews as yet for the uh, 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 piece that we just did?
1: I've had three. People oh. come in very well. My friend Janelle Roberts, Mary Doolittle, and uh, a pizza jerry pound.
0: And what did, what did Miss Doolittle have to say for herself?
1: Uh, she said it was a great story. I think she meant it was a great story. Uh, and she says hello. <laughs>
0: Well, very nice. Well, tell her, tell her, well, I guess I can, since she's yes. listening. That's Hello, Miss Miss Doolittle. It's a pleasure that uh, I get to talk to you and stuff. And I can say anything you want. You can't talk back. So there.
1: <laughs> Enjoy Whatever. it while you can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So then that was fun. And we're going to, we've got a lot more to do because we're talking about bus drivers today. We are celebrating the art of being a bus driver and, uh, taking um, control of a bus and going, you know, when I first started, I don't know about you, Eric, but when I was in class, bus driver, part-time bus driver class, and I looked at the size of those things, that they were 60 feet and they articulated and all that, they were a little intimidating. Were you intimidated when you first started driving or were you driving before?
1: Oh, it's daunting. It is intimidating. In fact, I took a couple of weeks off here recently. Ended up being about three weeks total, and I'll tell you, getting back in that driver's seat the first day, I, I was shocked how big that bus was, and I drove slow, slower than I normally do, just just till it all comes back. And it took you know maybe an hour and a half before I got back up to my normal, you know, my normal twenty miles an hour.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you gotta be you gotta be careful. It's it's a very it can be a very daunting thing and that we're going to talk about this in the third hour because we're going to talk about uh, short-term stress. Yeah, because yeah. I I've been in customer service and I've been in the restaurant business and I've been I've I sold chicken and did all of that even throughout my life. This is by far by far the most challenging moment to moment job I've ever had.
1: Oh, you can go. You can be driving peacefully for forty-five minutes, and then the next five minutes, it's it's absolute mayhem.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm going to tell you tell you another story real quick, and you're going to have to come up with one before we we go today. But I was going. I was driving up uh, uh, Sunset that turn, turns into Martin Luther King. Yeah, and then this 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 was part of this of a story. I, I got I got hit and run three times in four days.
1: Oh, sorry, dude.
0: Well, that, that's all right. It, it, it happens. So I'm going up and I'm in the uh, 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 right-hand lane where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And uh, there are driveways that come down and they're quite uh, uh, quite uh, steep, these driveways. That they come down and this car came down the driveway, did not stop where they were supposed to, stopped in the middle of my lane. Oh. And so I, I swerved out of the way, but I had a car to the to the left of me that uh I was in the other lane, so I didn't want to hit them. So I made it almost now sixty foot bus is a long way back there. And you can the front of it can be where you want it to be, but then you've got the swing in the back end that doesn't quite make it. Right. And and so I apparently scraped the front of the car the with with the very back of the bus. And of course I stopped and I got out of the bus. They decided no, uh, well, I think we're leaving. We're not going to hang around for this. Really? And, and so they took off, and I went and picked something up off the out of, out of the road, and then I went into to my bus, and I called the supervisor or the the the, the controller, which is what we call him. and and he said, uh, I said I just had a, a hit and run accident, and the guy got into into my uh, lane, and I explained the whole thing. And he said, well, can you describe the vehicle? Because I told him that they left. And I said, well, it was kind of a white sedan, I think. But I had the license number. And he said, how did you get the license number if you can't describe the vehicle?
1: (laughs) You know where to look.
0: I I said, because I'm holding the license plate in my hand. Oh. Because as I went by and scraped him, uh, the only thing I really got was his license plate.
1: Good, good
0: shot, man. So his license plate was in. So the coordinator said, oh, that's good. I'm glad you got the license plate. So when I filled out the accident report, I actually attached the license plate to the accident report. So, but those, those sorts of things happen all the time. Uh, and a lot of that is just out of your control. There's not a thing that you can do about it.
1: No, uh, it happens so much. I think people... You know, we we move a bit slower, as you say, we're bulky. And yeah. people behind us, you know, they can't see well, so they're trying to get by. Or people wanna cut in front so they're not stuck on to the left or right of us and and it causes extreme situations to pop up immediately. And that's that's happened to me, you know, but well, like you say, it happens all the time. People pop out of nowhere and pretty soon you're you're fighting your instincts because they tell you at least I've been told that it's better to not swerve and just keep going forward and doing the best you can. Because if you swerve, you can cause more damage to other vehicles.
0: And that's uh, that's absolutely correct. So you're not allowed to so, uh, swerve. So, out so of you're them.
1: fighting your instincts there, in which, you know, in a split of a second, you know, how do you think about your instincts? That's that's the difference between somebody with, you know, 10, 20 years of experience and somebody who's got there a few months under their
0: their bill it it takes it a lot of time in order to to get to to, for you to get better at at doing that now coming up next we're going to take our break uh uh, nathan we're going to take our break a little early because we have an interview that i conducted with terry white he is the interim general manager for metro and we did this uh wednesday of this week and um Terry, it's it's a pretty amazing. He has been with Metro for like thirty seven years or so, and he uh, grew up driving the or uh, riding the number seven bus uh, way back when. And you'll hear all about that. But uh, he's so we're gonna we're gonna take um, this break and we're gonna go right into that interview. It's a very fascinating interview to get a perspective from somebody that has literally started from a part time customer service guy at Metro to being the interim general manager in charge of the whole kit and caboodle. So we're going to talk with Terry White when we come back from this break. You're listening to KKNW, 1150 AM. This is Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. And welcome back to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald, everybody. And this is on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, heard every Sunday from 9 until noon. I have a very special guest with me today. He is the uh, interim general manager of Metro King County. So he is the guy that is in charge of all them, their buses. And by the way, if you're unaware, and we haven't mentioned it yet, on any given uh, um, uh, rush hour day, there are 1,200 buses on the road trying to serve you to get you where you need to go. And he is in charge of all that. His name is Terry White, and I have him on the phone right now. Terry, how are you?
2: I'm doing good,
0: Kevin. How are you doing? I'm awesome, thank you very much. I, I am real thrilled to talk to you because um, one of the misconceptions that people have is that uh, that uh, bus drivers are not necessarily all that friendly and all that great, but you have been around us since 1980. 87 he started as a part-time customer service rep and has done a bunch of stuff and we are so proud and so glad that someone like you is at the top helping us get what we need to get done done
2: well i am extremely appreciative of your your kind words uh uh, you know I, i i Wanted to get to Metro, grew up riding in the system, Um, and literally, I I can tell you this, my my goal as a 10-year-old was to become a bus driver. Um, I I just saw the benefit of what they did for the community. Uh, I wanted my bus. I wanted to care for people. I wanted to love folks and get them from point A to point B. And I understood really that, you know, it's not just about physical address either. It's about social economic status. Uh, it was about being able to take care of your families. And I, I mean, operators did that for me so much that I announced to my mother at 10 I was going to be an operator.
0: Awesome. Awesome! You know, you've been you've been riding buses so long that you even uh, got to help the bus driver use to change his signs by uh, what was it on a, on a little crank that you rolled?
2: Yeah, you're you're starting to uh, help me show my age. Uh, <laughs> I started helping operators out with the crank uh, uh, system, a uh, little uh, handhold knob. Uh, that you twist, and uh, it would then give you the, you know, the via and the destination for the uh, route. Uh, but yeah, a couple of operators lo- allowed me to work and keep my 20 cents, uh, and I felt so valued. I got on, I had my little backpack, and I'd get on and get to work. Um, I happened to be riding one of the coaches that was nearing the end of its run and was returning and heading back to the city. So um, it was just perfect timing. operator just really took me under his wing and said, hey, if you do this thing for me, I'll let you ride for free. Uh, And I got to tell you, Kevin, where I came from, uh, that 20 cents mattered quite a bit. uh, But that whole authority piece of of having a job with with Metro was just, I mean, it it just made me even. I had my chest out and I I felt so good. Uh, I still remember those days.
0: Now, I imagine that uh, at one point this last uh, summer, when uh, the general manager at the time, his name was uh, Rob Gannon, and he he has subsequently moved back to uh, Montana. And when he called you to his office and he said, Terry, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. Good news is I want you to take care care of the place and uh, be the interim manager uh, the interim general manager. The bad news is, have you heard about this COVID thing that's going on? <laughs> what was that like to take over right at that moment?
2: Well, I, I was in a little bit of shock. I got to tell you, uh, and the one the one phrase you could give me that would cause me not to really go into a deep and heated debate with whether this was a good idea or not was. I need to go home to see my family, to take care of my family. So he started off with family, um, and I get home. And for me, this is home. Uh, I born and raised uh Seattle, lived all over the county. I uh, used the transit system to get to almost everywhere. I grew up without a vehicle in my house, so Metro was the way. So with Rob telling me really good news, bad news scenario, uh and good luck to you it was kind of as well i am home and i understand why you're going and you know what in this moment in this pandemic then i guess it will, will be up to me to see if with the help of all of an incredible uh staff an incredible can do minded uh, frontline leadership team uh to see us through uh so this is where I wanted to be in the sense of driving a bus. I had no idea what transit can do for you, uh, but look at me now. Uh, who would have who thought kids from the project? Uh, and I'm here to serve, so uh, it was definitely a good news, bad news moment. Uh, and I tell you what, I have some strong support. Uh, I enjoy and, and work with some incredible folks daily. And that's what helped see me through uh, this, this really high anxiety moment.
0: And I know that um, from the driver's perspective, you guys are trying to make all kinds of changes to make it safer for people to ride the bus. Um, I know you've you've established some some cleaning routines that are unprecedented versus what they were before and uh, and also putting up screens for the drivers and and so forth and trying to make everybody safer. Um, Can you talk a little bit about uh, how Metro is doing in that regard and and is it safe to ride a bus these days?
2: Well, thanks, Kevin. Uh, I, I say first, uh, as you know, our region was really the first to uh, experience the COVID pandemic. Uh, so when it happened, it wasn't we weren't able to call around to talk to other transit agencies to figure out how they were doing the thing of uh, keeping their their employees, their riders safe and healthy. We had to do it. Uh, we had to do it ourselves. In fact, I was taking phone calls from as far away as New York and even Canada, uh, on what are you all doing? Uh, and literally, we put our folks into this uh, this mix and began to ask for solutions. And our teams began to come up with uh, cleaning cycles, twice daily, sanitization uh, to every vehicle, every facility overnight. Uh, we began to work with uh, our, our brothers and sisters at 587 on uh, protective mechanisms, uh, started designing the what we're calling the operational safety partitions, uh, the shields that we have installed on um, really 100% of our fleet. We're automating them now. Uh, and then we just started digging in and trying to figure out what others were doing around uh, the nation and the world, really. Uh, we've been continually looking to upgrade and change and adapt. As we learn uh, all about what, what COVID is, so heeding the message from uh, the public health and CDC, but also listening to our, our workers and trying to figure out really yes how to make that coach safer. Uh, I think we've done that. We've done it very well. Um, we are we are we are in a good place. Uh, and as long as we are using these uh, PPEs that we've we've uh, installed and provided uh but the coach is a very safe place
0: you know and i'm really uh, happy about the fact that uh, as an example as a driver if you when you go to work if you forgot your mask at home you get a mask uh you get sanitizer you get uh, um, instruction on how to keep your coach clean and stuff and from the passenger perspective i would just implore you please wear a mask. It's the safest and easiest. I I agree
2: with you, Kevin. I I am right with you. Uh, We're continually working to to strongly encourage. We've made it a requirement. Uh, We are asking the public, please, do your part, take care of yourself, take care of your operator, and take care of your other uh, riders. Um, I know our numbers are increasing as we began to expand out uh, even mass dispensers on uh, many of our coaches. Uh, more work to come on that, but really I, I, I join you imploring and imploring our customers to do their part. Uh, essential workers are out, we're riding, we're trying to get to a place to make sure that the region is stable and ready to go as we come out of this uh, pandemic. Uh, But we all really do have to do our part.
0: You know, the one thing that I do want to congratulate you on, I think, because I have not heard of a great deal of uh, sickness, the COVID traveling through the ranks of the drivers and the VM, and uh, that's vehicle maintenance for those that are not in the know, and and all of that. So I think you guys, uh, you're really doing a good job and even though you were at the forefront of this and didn't know what you to expect, I think I think you should be congratulated for what you are
2: doing. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, again, we have an incredible team. Uh, we are can-do oriented, uh, which is what I love really about transit. We are looking for the way to succeed. We have, we have worked together. Uh, we will look under every rock. Uh, we've done some incredible things. We've shared some of our work. Nationally, uh, with other transit agencies to help them, uh, and we have been blessed. I would say um, that we are doing well in the safe and healthy uh, compartment, if you will. Um, we've done well. We've had some cases. Uh, we are a microcosm of what's happening uh, within the region and the world itself. Uh, but, but yeah, knock on wood. We've done very well. Uh, when it comes to health. I think that just comes down to how quickly we began to act, how much uh, attention we're paying uh, to what the CDC and public health are telling us. And um, we've made the the health of our uh, employees our priority. So we have dug in and and gone to work quickly and we've made some adjustments. Uh, Early on in COVID, we were making adjustments almost daily as we were, figuring it out and learning
0: uh what to do well that's amazing now let's let's talk about my favorite subject which are bus drivers we call them uh transit operators for those that uh, aren't in the system but most of us are just known as that bus driver the person that gets us to work or not can you can you talk about your experience with bus drivers a little bit and uh some of some of the maybe even a story about one of your favorite bus drivers
2: so I, I have several uh, favorites. And I, I'll tell you this. Uh, uh, I'll try to be clear. Um Operators, I know bus operators as these caring individuals. Uh, they are can do. Uh, they're out. They're making sure that uh, their customers, their riders, that community they have on that bus uh, get safely to where they're traveling and they get home at night. And, in a glimpse, in a moment in time, they're able to connect with writers in a way that I often hear from customers uh, when service change happens and bus drivers move around and they don't like that system because they want that operator that they develop developed that uh, customer rapport with. Uh, I hear that so often. I know that the vast majority of our operators are just very uh, grace-giving and caring and loving uh, individuals. Um, I experienced that myself, so I know it to be true. Uh, I, as I mentioned, operators took me under their wing, they took care of me, they were kind of like my father figure, my uh, second counselor, my coach, uh, they were all those things. In just a short amount of time, they were always reassuring, giving out positives to me uh, as I would come and go. Uh, and I think that's why I wanted to get into this line of of work. Truthfully, uh, I, I can't. Uh, it, it's 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 not easy. It's not always easy to give grace to uh, an individual without necessarily uh, having that much time to connect. But for whatever reason, uh, that operator has that skill set. They, they do that incredibly well. Uh, and, and, and literally, they can almost read their customers, and, and they know when it's a good time to actually maybe engage even further. And I've seen customers say how their lives have been changed by their interaction with a bus driver. And to me, that's extremely powerful.
0: I appreciate that because i'll tell you it is i've 've been in customer service and sales and and restaurant business my entire adult life, and this was the most challenging. Uh, customer service job that I ever had, and the reason was is because you, at any given moment, you have people getting on your bus, you have people getting off your bus, you have to assess where everybody's at, trying to uh, keep everybody safe, everybody sane, and and keep moving forward. It really, it really is a uh, challenging position, but it is also one of the most rewarding jobs I've ever had. So I, I congratulate you for what you do in, in, uh, in helping us do what we do, because we are the front line. And uh, it's important that uh, that every everyone work together to make sure that the customer gets taken care of and they get to where they need to go. And I, I appreciate that for what you do. And, and a guy like you that started at the very bottom and is now at the very top, it gives the rest of us hope, don't you think?
2: Well, I think that's what the system is built on this hope. It is hope. Uh, it takes a lot of people to move the folks, to move the region. And really, you said it, bus drivers are at the front line. Both of us are doing our part to advocate and support our operators who are out there on the front line doing this very important work. And here's the thing, you don't know who you're carrying. Uh, what's going on in their mind, whether they're uh, trying to get to a medical appointment, whether they're going to start a new job, or whether they just need to be on time so they can keep the job that they have. Uh, but without knowing all of those things, our operators are going in, they're keeping them safe, they're operating that coach, they're, they're providing that excellent customer service, and they do it daily. Uh, and at times it can be a thankful thankless job. Uh, but as you said, it is, it is actually a lot more difficult than some people would imagine. It's not easy, everybody is not built for, for operating a coach. Uh, but I am thankful for what our operators continue to do They're out on that front line in this pandemic situation. They're showing up daily. Uh, They are moving the folks who really don't have a choice right now. Uh, If they did, they would stay home and heed the governor's orders. Uh, They would heed the mandates that are out from public health and CDC. But they're out trying to provide, whether that's getting education or work or just to put food on the table for their loved ones. And our operators are, are... just as essential, uh, just as worthy out there making that work. Uh, they don't hear from the customers because a customers probably moving quickly. But I can tell you there are a lot of people who are benefiting from that operator. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reason number one. Uh, I grew up in a, in a way I never dreamed it would be even possible to be the interim general manager for an agency that moves people, moves people physically, but also moves people socioeconomically. And I'm benefiting from that. Uh, Who knew? That's what Metro does for folks on a regular basis. Uh, To me, I'm extremely grateful to the transit system as a whole, especially to our operators who are really doing just exceptional work on a regular basis. You deserve your dues. I thank you all. I salute you all.
0: You know, I I wanted to ask, you know, I don't know if you have this number at the top of your head, but just so people get a sense of how big an operation Metro is, how many people do we move on a typical uh, workday?
2: On a typical workday, pre-COVID, we moved over 400,000 people daily. We're still moving uh, close to 140,000, 150,000.
0: Well, I want to let everybody know that uh, they are doing everything within their human power to make sure the buses are clean, that it's safe, and you you can go back to riding the buses, and uh, everybody wears a mask, it's mandated now. Uh, and so you can uh, support your local bus driver by uh, catching a ride with them. And uh, I think that as we get through this and through the wintertime, it's going to get a lot easier and a lot better for everybody. So I hope that you'll take the time uh, to do that. Uh, now, in the third hour today on the show, I've got somebody coming on who's going to talk about stress and how bed, how a bus driver can manage his stress. And how we all can, actually, because they uh, bus driving can have a degree of short-term stress like no other, and uh, it is important to manage that, I, from my opinion. And Metro actually does has several departments to work with drivers who face insert, un, un, unfortunate situations to help them get through on a mental basis. Can you talk about that just a little bit before we go?
2: Absolutely. Uh, Just as we said, um, in a pandemic situation and being a microcosm of what's happening really in our region, uh, it is important that we offer um, uh, care services. Number one, uh, we ask all of our folks uh, to, to show up and lead with respect and give value to each other. It starts there. Then we have quite a few programs that help. Um, we've got a, um, our EAP program where operators uh, can can reach out to get assistance in a lot of ways. Uh, counseling, um, we've got good medical care. We've got a, a quite a few ways. Uh, there, there are forums. Uh, for, for our operators and our frontliners uh, to reach out uh, to get care. We provided some packages uh, of leave time for, for folks really in this pandemic situation even uh, for those that uh, were, were deemed more vulnerable, more at risk, if you will, uh, to utilize time to get away, to ensure uh, that they are making sure that they're safe and their loved ones are. Uh, and there are just, there really are a host of uh opportunities available uh, to our employees to make sure that we're, we're doing this in a balanced way. Uh, we've done some virtual work. We, we uh, had a facility uh, that we were doing wellness out of, uh, which has turned into virtual wellness, uh, a place for you to call if you will, we'll still have that through the end of the year. Uh, but yes, uh, I think priority one, taking care of the operator, understanding work-life balance, and ensuring that um, our, our teams are making sure that our operators are aware of all the different various programs that are available to them
0: which which really is awesome, and in closing, uh Terry, I just have to tell you that by the way we 're talking with terry white he 's the interim general manager for King County Metro, which is a huge organization, and he has uh, risen from uh, um, in, from being a part time customer service rep to being the big banana, the big cheese, the guy in charge of it all. It really is quite extraordinary, but I just wanted to share with you just quickly when I came to work at Metro in two thousand and eight. Um, I had uh, been doing a show on KKNW, which is where we are now, which was called Positive Talk, and uh i invested a great deal of money and it ended up not going as well as i'd hoped and so i ran out of money and so in 2008 i uh based upon uh, the recommendation of a good friend of mine uh kim miller that some of the audience knows i went to work at metro and uh this last year i was having a conversation with somebody else and my son was standing there and my son was 18 when i started and now he's in his late 20s and uh i was saying you know metro is a good place it's, and my son looked at him and the gentleman I was talking to and said Metro saved our family's life. And he was and he wasn't wow. kidding. Wow. And so I just want wow. you to know as somebody that has invested your entire life with Metro that what you're doing is meaningful and it's helpful. And that for someone like me, it took me from being oh one step from being homeless to where I was able to help my kids and put some of the one through school and do a lot of stuff. And so I want to thank you for personally for that and collectively for Metro because quite literally it saved my life. So with, with that, thank you so much, sir. Well,
2: Kevin, I, I just want to thank you uh, for this moment. Um, there's a lot to be thankful for. Uh, I can Metro internally and externally. That's what I love about it. Um, We're changing lives. We're changing them one ride at a time. We're also changing our folks internally. We're providing those opportunities. And that's what mobility is about. It's opportunity. Uh, I I could not imagine working for a a better place than I have. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate and salute all those out there. Who are, who are working through this moment, especially our frontline, uh, our operators, uh, who daily, every day get out there, uh, and help folks change or keep their lots in life as well. Appreciate you.
0: Again, we've been talking with Terry White. He is the interim general manager of King County Metro. Go ride a bus today. Go be nice to your bus driver. So go look at the city. Terry, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and uh, continue to do the work that you're doing. And I I hope that soon we can take that interim title off.
2: (laughs) Well, I appreciate you and uh, your positive thoughts. Uh, I will definitely see you down the road. And I concur. Let's all get out
0: and ride a boat. <laughs> Take care of yourself, Take sir. Care, Kevin. Thank you so much. All
2: right.
0: Thanks. Hi there. It's me, Kevin McDonald from Positive Talk, and I have a great podcast recommendation for you. It's called My Independence Report, and it features great episodes from the past, as well as new interviews and positive thoughts and ideas relevant today. I hope that you'll take the time to give it a shot. Just go to MyIndependenceReport.com or wherever you get your podcasts. That's MyIndependenceReport.com. And remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and that is was uh, Terry White. He is the uh, interim general manager, and it was a lot of fun to interview him and He's got uh, some stuff working for the future. Eric, what would you think?
1: Oh, the guy's absolutely terrific, man. I, I love the attitude. And it's absolutely true what he says about the staff uh, working to support uh, the drivers. I've got about a five-minute story. Is this a good time to tell that? That would be. About uh, two weeks after my training course has enjoying the view from the seat, you know, and and I was about a block and a half away from our base at the end of my shift, done for the day. I was at a left turn signal, sitting there waiting for it to turn green so I could turn left and head back to the base. And I felt a little bump and I thought, well, maybe the transmission dropped, you know how it drops gears sometimes. But I looked at my mirror and a car had rear ended me. So I had to call it in but first I went back to check and make sure that driver was okay he was He about 70 something and he was a little bit loopy I think uh, maybe he was on medication or something so I went back and I called transit control center and I reported it told him everybody's okay just a very slight bump but within five minutes man with less than that there was a motorcycle cop there was a, a police car there was a transit, uh, transit police uh, there was a state trooper. And I could be wrong about this. I think the, the Air Force did a drive-by. I mean, all these people, all these people converged at once. And I was looking at this driver, man, and he just looked forlorn, like, ooh, I really messed up. I felt bad for this guy. But what impressed me, and this is what caught me about Metro, that I knew I was in the right place, is that after they called the cavalry, got everybody out there. My teacher from training class from just two weeks ago showed up. She was there within 10 minutes, probably seven or eight minutes. And she walks in crowded up to me and asks me, are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you? Can I call somebody? Can I drive you somewhere? And I explained, it was a very slight bump. You know, I'm really okay. And she wanted to make sure. She dropped her class off with another teacher, came immediately. I was so impressed with this. I was impressed with how the supervisor dealt with the situation. Because as a newbie, that's a very scary situation, no matter how minimal it is, because your job is riding on the line, at least you think it is. But the fact that Metro had your back so quickly and the quality of the people, you know, the teacher turning your class over to somebody else and coming out immediately just to make sure you're okay personally, offering to drive you somewhere, call somebody. I knew I was in the right place. I found a terrific organization and it's proven true. You know, numerous times, as you know, when there's an issue, you can talk to somebody about it. And they listen to you like you're a human. It's it's amazing.
0: Oh, I got a story. I got a story. Teacher, can I tell you my story? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was at uh, one time I was at uh, uh, South Run Park and Ride. And I was picking up passengers and um uh, i had to load a wheelchair and so i lowered the ramp and and the wheelchair got on and and i was securing the wheelchair and these two big guys get on the bus and i said well hold on just a second i'll be right with you and uh because i needed to collect their fare and stuff and they said oh don't worry we're not staying i should have caught a, <laughs> caught an idea at that particular <laughs> moment but they walked right by me, and they went to the back of the bus, and there was a kid in the back of the bus, and they started pounding on him. Oh and, no! And started and started assaulting him. Oh man! And so I opened, as we're trained to do, I opened both doors, and uh, and called in um, an emergency call, and uh, um, they they left via the back door, and so I went back to talk to the young man, and he didn't want to call the police, and he didn't want medical and stuff, and so. Uh, After I got clearance from the uh, coordinator, I continued on. And then I got right on the freeway to go downtown. And at the first stop on uh, Spokane Street, on the Soto busway, there was a supervisor standing there. So I stopped the coach and I opened the door and I said, hi, how you doing? And he said, uh, well, more importantly, how are you doing? We just wanted to make sure that you were okay. And that uh you know you know, because we'd just been through that assault and stuff, and, and, and the the gentleman had gotten off the bus on Martin Luther King, so he was no longer an issue, but, but they, just just the fact that I called it in, then they went and they called a supervisor that was out on the road and told them where to meet me just to make sure that I was okay. That told me that that was a company that I wanted to work for.
1: That is dynamite. That is dynamite. Really, if you want to meet a good person, meet somebody who works at Metro. Seriously, oh, I, I
0: I agree completely. I have one more one more story because he actually called in, and I need to I need to get him a little bit of props. There's a there's a kid. I don't know. Of course, everybody and I'm sixty three now, so everybody's a kid. But he's in his early twenties, and his name is Nick. Hi Nick, I know I still owe you a hamburger. We'll get that done as soon as COVID's over. But he um, like to he likes to get on the bus. He knows more about the bus. He's kind of like a bus savant. He knows more about the bus than just about anybody that I've ever met. He can tell me what bus is, what school buses are, what when they were built, what year they were, built, all that stuff. He's just really into it. And uh, we got to we got to be friends. And so I was driving. Uh, the 164, which goes up to uh, uh, Green River Community College. And I, three days a week, he would act as my conductor. Awesome. So he would he would g- can come on, and and when I, I was just about to leave, he'd say, the 164 with service to uh, Green River Community College is leaving now. And then he would get on, and then he would announce the stops and, and stuff. And it got to the point where he did this often enough that it got to the point where people, when he wasn't there, would go, "Where's your assistant?" <laughs> and and stuff. Because so it made him feel really, really good that that uh, that that he could be part of the system like that. And uh, so, Nick, um, I appreciate you, man. And uh, I know that they they changed the routes on the south end, so he had to learn all the routes all over again, which. Gave him something to do for a little while, so he, he it was it was it was great fun, and I'm I'm glad that he had the opportunity to do that. So that I was
1: dig cool. Nick, I dig Nick, I dig that story, man.
0: Yeah, he he he's, he's a really cool kid, and uh he uh, <laughs> there were t- <laughs> there were times when he would be standing there, and and he would announce the stop, and he'd get off the bus and let people on, and occasionally he would have somebody <laughs> look at him like. What's the matter with you? You've lost your mind. I'm, you know. But he was, he, he was always very congenial and very nice to these people and, and stuff like that. And, and he actually got a bit of a following. So it was great fun. So And we've got lots and lots of stories like that of, of really good moments that, where we interact with people that really have a good time with us. It really is fun. It, it really can be a very fun job if you take it. That way now, right. in the next in the next hour, we're going to talk with a guy. We're going to talk with two people. Actually, the first one is going to be Penny. Who is a uh, uh, who's Penny?
1: Penny Elscott is a past driver of the year, and she's got such a sparkling, wonderful personality. This is uh, the type of person that drivers should try to model themselves when they're having a bad day. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Go ahead. And, and that's what I know of Penny. In fact, she helped me write up an incident report because, uh, my gosh, you know, I did side swipe park car once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of those days that, uh, you know, you're not paying attention for a multi-second, and bam. And it wasn't that bad. It was very light. And Penny was very supportive, and she helped me write up the, uh, the accident report, and I was so taken with her. And... I've met her in training class again. They had her come out and talk, and she's just uh, she's a terrific person to have to have around. She brightens your day.
0: Oh, that's that's awesome. Now, in the next hour, we're going to have talked to Penny, and we're also going to talk to a gentleman who I've come to know as a a really good guy. His name is uh, Regan Forsten, and he is going to talk about EFT, and we're going to get into what EFT is. Uh, in the next hour, because what what I've discovered in my eleven years with Metro is that the short-term stress that Metro drivers endure is like no other. Yeah, and I know lots and lots of people that uh, it's 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 kind of sad because we have a spot at South Base, and I know they have it at Central, and they have it all over. There's there's a particular spot if somebody has passed away who works for Metro or recently retired. It goes on this memorial spot is what I call it. And I keep saying that I'm going to have a professional picture done so that when I hit the memorial spot, it'll be, it'll be so much, I'll look so much better than I I do. They can, you know, Photoshop it and do what they need to. But uh, um, there are, I know that at South base alone in the last six months, a operator died in bed. Another one died at the base of a heart attack. Yeah. and a good friend of mine that uh, worked for Metro for many, many years. Um, and I thought he was in really good shape, but he died a year after you retired. Uh, all three of them of a heart attack.
1: Not fair, man, not fair.
0: It really it really isn't. And uh, so what i'm I'm gonna ask uh, Regan to talk about is EFT in a way uh, it's called emotional freedom technique. And it's a, it's a way for, because as we know, and we've just got a couple of moments, but but as, as the bus driving world goes, is that you have a trip, we call them trips, where you go from point A to point B, and then you turn around and do another trip, and you do this six, seven, eight, nine times a day, um, yeah. in your, whether it's eight or nine or ten hours that you're working. And you've got uh, what they've got a layover time, which is generally can be if you're on time and you don't have any issues and traffic's not bad and all the yada, 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 you get to uh, have 10, 15 minutes. Right. Now, this 10, 15 minutes can be used for something that is uh, quite useful. And that is what we're going to talk about, which is EFT. And Regan is with us now. Um, I think I can unmute him uh, temporarily. And uh, um, I think, um, or, or or maybe, uh, um, there he goes. No, there, not yet. Um, hey, Regan, can you hear me? Yeah,
1: can you hear me? Oh, you're good. good. Oh, I know Regan. Hey. You do? I, I do. From, uh, I think, from Tommy Transit. D- Haven't I, d- I seen you? Maybe not. I'm sorry.
2: You look like
1: uh, right everyone those faces. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, but but we're going to talk with him. We're going to talk with Penny first, and then, but we're going to talk to Regan about how you can use this technique to lower your stress. And this is good for anybody doing anything. It's a it's a way to reduce short-term stress so that you can get over it, so that in, you don't carry. Because sometimes in our world we can carry something from the first trip, and it continues to the second trip, and we don't let it go. And it can, you know how that goes, and yeah. uh, and and by the end of the day, you're you have an accident and hurt somebody, or yell at somebody, or or you you you. you you just, or you're causing your blood pressure to go up and all that kind of stuff. Regan is going to help us with that in the in the next hour. Is that a, is that right, Regan? Yeah, he's he's very good at that. So so we're going to talk with we're going to talk with Penny and then we're going to talk with Regan and we'll also take your calls. So if you dare give us a call, you can. And uh, 425-373. Five five two seven. You can talk to uh, uh, Eric, myself, or Regan, or Penny, and uh, or eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. If you've got a favorite bus driver story, now just so you know, Nathan has got something called a seven second uh, delay, and he will <laughs> bump you if if you start talking in a manner that isn't suitable for AM radio so uh with that um we are gonna uh, migrate to the next hour and uh listen to the top of the hour and we will oh we're gonna we're gonna play uh, love train again so get up and dance everybody and we'll be back after the top of the hour hey and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end hey pretty cool